3: extraordinary scenes that we saw late last night uh, in the United States uh, as uh, we saw violent protesters storm the nation's Capitol building at the very moment when senators and congressmen and women uh, were meeting to certify the uh, presidential election results. Uh, Donald uh, Trump uh, was, uh, uh, well, basically encouraged, implored by Joe Biden, the president-elect, to tell the protesters who were there on his behalf, he told them to take back the country, he told them to march on the Capitol. Uh, he was uh, told to uh, tell the protesters to go home. Donald Trump did eventually do that. But as you've just heard, his words were, go home, we love you, you're very special. Extraordinary, extraordinary scenes that have been happening. Uh, Coming up, we're going to be hearing from James Price, a former government special advisor here uh, in uh, the UK, uh, now at Hanover Communications. First up, though, let's talk to Dr. Sebastian Gorka. He was, uh, and is advisor to President Donald Trump and host of the America First podcast. Good morning to you, Sebastian.
0: Good morning and happy new
3: year, Julia. Uh, You and I have long had very different views about Donald Trump. Do you now accept that people like me, who said that this man was unfit for public office, were right?
0: Not in the slightest. Why not? Because I look at the last four years, Julia, and I see... Uh, perhaps the most successful president of the modern age, whether it's the crushing of ISIS, whether it's creating an economy prior to COVID, the the likes of which we'd never seen in the Western world, whether it's building the wall, whether it's creating jobs for Americans finally that had been uh, exported to China. This is an incredibly successful president. I stand by that despite what happened yesterday.
3: Despite what happened yesterday, look, I'm perfectly happy to to accept that actually Donald Trump doesn't get credit for some of the things he has done, like the Middle East peace process and others. However... For him to actually question a free and democratic election after 60 legal uh, um, tr- uh, court cases to try and get it overturned, when the Supreme Court, which has got a, a, major- a conservative majority that he helped uh, in, you know, in, 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 to ensure that happened, uh, voted those down. When, when, when the, the representatives of the American people themselves are certifying the election of his successor, for him to insist at a march in the, in the US Capitol that they people should march on the Capitol building and take back the country. He has to take Julia. responsibility Julia, for what happened last night, doesn't do he? Do not
0: I respect you too much to allow you to commit fake news live fake on Fake news. Which bit of that was fake? He didn't say march on the Capitol and take it back. I was there. I was in the front row when he gave that speech yesterday. He did not say anything. What did he say then? The, let let me finish, Julia okay he was talking about the process the constitutional process which we were going through yesterday which we are permitted to do if there are issues with this election and let me give you the facts of the case there haven't been 80 lost court cases 60. there have been say, 60 80 whatever you wish to use as the number Fake news, there have been it? 60 instances of judges refusing to hear the evidence. Now, that's not a lot no. court case. No, they, no, 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 that, no. no, no, no Sebastian, Judy, Sebastian, let, let Sebastian, add, that is thing. untrue. No, they no, they no, asked no. the, no, ask the people no, to present the evidence. Let me, and, and let me add Sebastian, one thing, that is untrue. let me add one thing, let me add one thing. They are polling all U.S. voters. And in a recent poll from one of the most serious pollsters in America, of Democrat voters, Democrat voters, Biden voters, think the election was stolen. When 30% of the side that says they're legitimate says something strange happened when a cognitively challenged senile old man who hid in his basement for seven months is told to us got more votes than the first black American president. Then we have to get to the bottom of it.
3: Sebastian Gorka. People thinking or feeling that something has happened isn't the same as it actually having happened. We heard that phone call when Donald Trump was speaking to Republican representatives, Republican officials in Georgia, basically telling them, "Can you basically find me eleven thousand plus vote so I can overturn this election?" We, we and them saying, "No, no, this, this, you're wrong," and refusing to do it. Look, when, what happened yesterday? Donald Trump while. People who were his supporters, they were carrying Trump flags, were committing violent insurrection in your nation's capital. Guns were drawn, for goodness sake. Uh, While that was happening, he he said, go home. We
0: love you. You're very special. Julia, number one. And I said this on Twitter yesterday. Anybody who's using the word insurrection what happened, for what happened yesterday is either a moron or is a propagandist. Never in the I taught irregular warfare for six years. For the what de- were they doing department. then? No, Julia, give what me one instance. What were they doing? One then? instance. One instance in human history in the last six thousand years when an unarmed group implemented an insurrection. And let's be clear, guns were drawn by police officers who shot a US Air Force veteran, a woman yesterday, who was unarmed, who was killed, Julia, killed an unarmed woman. Don't talk to me about what happened yesterday what with labels that are not, not correct. What was it if it
3: wasn't an insurrection? What was it? Was it a was, riot? Was it, it a was. protest? Insurrection? A it siege? Was what was it? It was an
0: illegal breach of the Congress, breach. which was an utter, yes, technically that's what it was, a physical breach of the Congress. They which smashed was an utter, windows and
3: climbed yes, in.
0: That's why it was illegal. Yes, <laughs> that's why it was illegal. If, to an insurrection. if this is were Black absurd. Lives
3: Matter protesters, if this was Antifa, you wouldn't be using those words.
0: Well, this is exactly the point. This is exactly the point. We have witnessed 10 months, Julia, in America, with $3 billion worth, with a B, $1 billion worth of damage done to this nation. Arson, looting, the murder of 30 different people since George Floyd was killed by that police officer. And we were told it's okay because of social justice, because no, no, no justice, no peace. We have had ten months where the left, where the Democrats, normalized violence, where they said if you're going out on the streets with a banner that says BLM, it's okay. No, I,
3: listen, uh, I agree with you on that. I think, I mean, look, Joe Biden did absolutely did condemn uh, violence after on six those, months, he, Julia. No, after no, six no, months, he did. He did it much sooner than after that. After six months. The key months. thing is, the key thing is, though, no, I, I think the I think the media coverage of all that was very uh, very one sided. I absolutely agree with you. However. Two wrongs do not make I a right. What doing. would you have called the people who who, who who violently stormed Congress during the middle of a constitutional process yesterday if they had not been Trump supporters? What would you be calling them today?
0: What do you mean I would have called I wouldn't have called them insurrectionists. They, 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 everyone who, everybody who went in there and did damage to the people's House should be arrested and should be prosecuted. But the idea that it's an insurrection when an unarmed Air Force veteran is shot to death, with what justification? Uh, they, we have people fearing party. for their lives is probably one... the
3: justification. Let's let's talk about Donald Trump. Woman, there is talk. On. There is talk of uh, uh, the Twenty Fifth Amendment being invoked. Uh, calls calls on Mike Pence, the Vice President, and uh, members, other members of Donald Trump's cabinet, to basically remove Donald Trump from office as soon as possible, today, if possible, and not allow him stay on in office to the 20th, the inauguration, because of fears about what he may well do in that, uh, in that time. Would you endorse that? Or do you think he's perfectly fit to carry on in office after saying that uh, he loves and thinks are very special people who storm Congress?
0: He didn't say that again. Again, Julian, don't do this. I, I respect it's on you video, Sebastian. He, he no, no. He didn't say, I, I love the people who
3: go stormed home.
0: Congress. Go, who, no. was who was he talking to? Who was he talking to? He said,
3: go home. Julia, we Julia, love you. You're very special. Julia, who was he talking they to? They want
0: to remove from office the man who in that same video said, I want peace. I want peace. And then Twitter does what, Julia? Oh, Locks I couldn't him care out less about account. Twitter
3: on this. Take back no, the no, country, not he told No, 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 removes that video.
0: People. Removes that video, Julia. Who, who, who is more culpable for, for what happens next when the commander-in-chief... Who won 73 million votes?
3: Yeah, and and, and fewer than the man he was he's... running against. Look, I'm not in favour of censorship. I don't think Twitter should be taking down his videos um, or, or Facebook or, or, or you know, I, I don't I don't approve of any of that. I, I don't think that's the biggest issue right now. Sebastian Gorka, you and I are, do not do not agree on this. I I, I really don't know how I understand how anybody anybody could still be supporting this man.
4: Across the UK, online, on DAB and on your smart speaker. Talk Radio.
2: That's stamps.com. Code program.
4: Online, on DAB, and on the Talk Radio app. Talk Radio.
3: Well, that was rather lively with Dr Sebastian Gorka, a long time and very firm uh, supporter and indeed advisor to President Donald Trump. I I genuinely, I've no idea, I've just no idea how anyone could be supporting him at this time uh, after him uh, basically saying you're very special and we love you to uh, people who are mounting an insurrection. I'm sorry, it was not an insurrection. There were people with weapons there uh, and uh, calling on the uh, people at a march to take back the country. Well, uh, before we heard from from, uh, Donald Trump last night, uh, we had heard from... uh, Joe Biden. Let's talk to a former senior advisor to him, uh, Mo Vella, who's uh, speaking to us now live from Delaware. Good morning to you. Hi, good, good morning. morning. Well, I suppose it's good morning for us. Very late night for you. Early, very <laughs> yes. early as the but morning. It's also early morning here. How's early that? morning. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. It's been a long one for an awful lot of you in the States. We very appreciate you staying up to chat to us. Um, what did you make of the scenes last night? The Capitol building under siege at the moment in which we're looking at uh, that vote uh, to uh, certify the uh, uh, president, Dr uh, uh, Joe Trump as the president-elect of the United States. What did you make of that?
1: Uh, Julia, frankly, I found it um, appalling, scary, uh, surreal uh, and mind boggling. You know, I, I served twice in the White House in a senior role, Julia. And, you know, the capital of the United States and the White House are the two most secure perimeters in our entire nation. And to watch that security perimeter be breached with such ease, it sent shivers down my spine and turned my stomach, honestly.
3: I mean, it really were shocking scenes, but but the shocking scenes, and yet should we be shocked by them, given that Donald Trump uh, has often praised authoritarian uh, leaders who have used violence, I mean, repeatedly, uh, as he praised, praised, you know, the Philippine leader you're talking about, who used to go out and just have people shot, uh, just summary justice on, on the streets. Um, he, he also spoke at that march earlier, called people to march on the Capitol, to take back the country. He's repeatedly stated he does not accept the, the, the election result, um, even as as he, that that process was going ahead. His criticism, even of his own vice president Mike Pence, uh, during that hearing, and that's when the violence did actually stop, doesn't it? Because when Mike Pence basically yes. said he didn't have the constitutional uh, right, right to overturn Ed, the certification.
1: That's right. Uh, should we be shocked? The answer is I wasn't shocked. I frankly, in many ways, wondered how it took so long to finally happen to be really honest with you four years this had been percolating in our country because of his hateful and vile and racist uh, words and deeds um what i was shocked about was what i said earlier was the 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 ease with what with which these people were able to put our elected officials in severe danger uh this could have been thousands Of times worse, Julia. uh, We're really blessed that, frankly, it wasn't worse than it was because it was a very grave situation.
3: Absolutely, it certainly was. And the reports, obviously, not only, of course, a woman shot dead by police, three others died of what police have called medical emergencies. Obviously, we'll get more details uh, as as that comes in. But also two pipe bombs, improvised bombs uh, reported as well. When we talk about an armed insurrection, um, it was an armed insurrection.
1: It was an insurrection, there is no doubt about it. Listen, I've been on the media all day today. I'm calling it exactly what it was. It was domestic terrorism. It was nothing less than domestic terrorism. Their intent was to overthrow our democracy, to delay or overturn our election uh, and to cause terror. Uh, And that is what you call a terrorist. So those were domestic terrorists, uh, and I uh, I feel like they need to be uh, brought to justice. Uh, I anticipate that they will be. Uh, the police are sending out all kinds of messages here in the United States right, right now asking us all to send any pictures or any names that we recognize in the film and the footage.
3: And, in, and, and indeed, the, 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 the protesters themselves were, we're, we're filming themselves. So uh, yeah, there'll well, be lots
1: of evidence. I think they're going to have a rude awakening, you know. They they lost, Julia. That's the message of tonight. Democracy won, and they lost. Mobsters and thugs. And these domestic terrorists, they lost and they will not prevail over our democracy.
3: Just finally, I know you're, I know you're desperate to get to bed, although the number of uh, blips on your phone suggests you're going to get a lot more calls. Um, but there are demands for Donald Trump to be removed from office by his own cabinet that's allowed, as enabled by the 25th Amendment of the American Constitution. Do you think that would happen?
1: Well, I, he, I, I hope that it would, Julia. I would I would be supportive of it happening Uh, The lawyer in me, my heart says, yes, do it. My mind, my lawyer brain says, I don't know from a practical and technical perspective that 14 days or whatever we have left Mm -hmm. with this insane lunatic. I don't know if it's enough time to execute and implement the 25th amendment. It is quite a little bit, and I'm gonna use a British word, process.
4: Across the UK, online, on DAB, and on your smart speaker, Talk Radio.
3: Let's turn our attention to what happened in the House of Commons last night. Yeah, we've got democracy as well. I mean, it's a funny democracy these days, isn't it? Because effectively, we have emergency legislation ruled by decree by the government. They can announce a lockdown at a day's notice, bring it into force. And then afterwards, we have a Commons vote to say it's OK. Well, uh, there were fewer rebels this time round than there certainly were last time round for the second lockdown. Uh, 55 that time. Last night, uh, we had uh, only uh, 16 rebels, 13 of them Tories, three democratic unions. Uh, but uh, uh, one of those, uh, I would say, heroes voting against the lockdown was Sir Desmond Swain, a Conservative MP and former government minister. Good morning to Sir Desmond. Good morning. Good morning. Um, you've always been a, a very uh, lockdown sceptic on the basis that, uh, you know, whatever the threat that we are facing from Covid. And again, there's a lot of debate about the, the actual extent of the threat we are in in the second wave. That the issue, the questions of people's civil liberties, uh, the economy, the jobs, the freedoms that that make life worthwhile are almost being thrown out of the window. Tell us specifically why you, unlike so many of your colleagues, chose not to vote for the the third lockdown.
4: Well, I, I think that uh, the reality is that we've, we've been through so many iterations of this policy and uh, they haven't worked. You end up going back to square one again Um, And I've always from the start said that there should be a more, well, first of all, in principle, I'm opposed to the government having the powers uh, to tell people uh, how to um, organise intimate parts of their their personal life, uh, who they should meet, where they should meet, uh, what they should wear when they meet, uh, uh, and restraining economic, legitimate economic activity with disastrous consequences. I've always had that principled opposition to that. Uh, but secondly, you know, the, the current policy has not been working uh, and therefore it would be much wiser to have devised uh, a policy that incentivised the shielding of those groups that are particularly vulnerable to being hospitalised uh, and the rest let the rest of us live a normal life with much less damaging economic consequences. So that's always been my position. Opposition was growing it took a step back last night. It's interesting to consider why that was
3: well it, it, it seems to be very clear that an awful lot of people who i mean I was someone who supported the first lockdown because we were promised it was three weeks to uh, to flatten the curve. I knew it would be taking a little bit longer than that, but certainly when we were you know a, a month and a half in, I thought well hold on a minute this isn 't what we this is what we all agreed to and I was there clapping for carers and all of that um, but an awful lot of people in in the in recent days have been saying look we 've got this we 've got the winter crisis, our hospital's about to be overwhelmed we 've got growing case numbers uh, we 've got this new variant. Uh, We've got the vaccine. A lot of people, the argument seems to be we've got the vaccine now. It's just one last push. Uh, We're going to have the vaccine rolled out in a matter of weeks. And within a few weeks, people are still talking weeks, possibly even a couple of months, we will be out of all this. Despite the fact that the prime minister and the health secretary have categorically stated that it won't be a few weeks. They've categorically stated that it will be many months and they will not even confirm things like children going back to school until September. Why do you think that people believe that even when the government promises something they don't deliver the freedoms back immediately, when they categorically won't promise to give you your freedoms back, that you're going to get them
2: back? (laughs)
4: <laughs> it's a fair question. I mean, I think there are three factors uh, uh, that, that that are working um, that reduce the, the opposition to the measures last night. The first is the increasing unpleasantness of public discourse. Just look at the way that uh, the, the, the dissident scientists, Sikora, Gupta and Hennigan, are being yep. treated in, in, in much of the media. And there's an intensity of unpleasantness towards those of us who stand up to the great consensus uh, and question it. Uh, uh, And I think that that, that, that MPs feel that in in many respects, particularly in the particular circumstances where there's so much hype about the increasing emergency, the new strain, the uh, increasing strain on the NHS, that intensifies that atmosphere. But then we come to the key point that you have raised, Many, many MPs like myself have voted against, or even if they haven't voted, have expressed their dissent against the continuing lockdown release, lockdown release, uh, because clearly in the longer term, that doesn't work. You'll end up being back to square one, even if you make some improvement during lockdown. And that continual iteration is effectively a failed policy. But, ah, this might be be the last time. Yeah. This is the last one. One more heave and the vaccination will save us. Well, I
3: hope it
4: will. Across the UK, online, on DAB and on your smart speaker. Talk Radio.
3: Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review and don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio breakfast show every weekday from 6:30 until 10.